Everybody, it is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to the 29th day of April 2021. It's a Thursday. My name is Nick. There's Big J right over there. Yeah. Big J, how you doing, pal? Man, I feel like uh, Egg Fu Chang gave me something from his bag of spirits. Whoa, that's a big trouble, little China reference, everybody. And that means you're feeling. Yeah. <laughs> I just did a head motion. Uh, are you feeling pretty good? Yeah, man. I don't know what it is. Were you able to, like, rest it up a little bit? Yeah, I, yeah, actually, uh, but I just, I'm sleeping better since, like, I'm going to get the uh, the Pfizer vaccine anytime I need to sleep. It does, it does make you pretty fatigued and tired. It makes you sleep pretty good. Yeah. You're right about that. But I haven't felt, like, this good in a while physically. Just, I mean, I don't know. I've heard, I've heard, like, I've read some research papers that said that, um, that the vaccines can do a lot of things when it comes to progressing some of the leftover stuff from COVID. So I don't know if that's what it is or not, but I feel a lot better. Well, good. So, that's a good thing. Feeling very positive. Uh, I like that. We'll see what we can do about that over the course of the next four hours. Can't bring you down to earth or something like that. Uh, but no, I don't have a whole lot of bad news to share with you today as I uh, was preparing for stuff, which is very cool. Uh, good news is we have a chance for somebody else to qualify today at 730 with Who Do You Do? Uh, that's going to happen to get you trying to go to the Aftershock Music Festival in Sacramento, California in October. That will be very nice. On top of that, we have a guest on our show talking about a cool charity event that is happening this weekend that we can maybe rally you to, which is very nice, of course. On top of that, we should have some fun and excitement uh, for you. And then, uh, Big J, you're going to be all by yourself tomorrow, and I am sorry. Well, I'm sorry for the reason that I'm going to be by myself yeah, tomorrow too. more than anything. So. I have to spend a, 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 all day tomorrow. Yeah, I'll, I'll celebrate my first day of being fully vaccinated tomorrow in an airport. Uh, and then and an airport pretty much all day on Sunday as well as I have to head over to the East Coast for a funeral. And so uh, that's no fun. I am certainly not looking forward to, to that particular event. And I, I was talking to my buddy. Uh, I, I have not gone to a funeral since I was 11 years old. It was a, a fairly traumatic event for me at that particular point. It was my, my great-grandfather who essentially raised me. Uh, back at that particular point in my life. And I, it, it's one of those weird things where, you know, you don't remember too much about being 11, but I remember that event, and I remember making a conscious decision going, I'm going to do what I can to not do one of these again. That's so weird that you say that, because I had such a similar experience Yeah. Uh, as, as a kid um, going to uh, my cousin's funeral, who was only four, who had a brain tumor. Ugh. And I, it was just, I had these crazy nightmares. I actually had a freak out um, that day of the funeral at the, at the end of the evening. And uh, it wasn't the same for a long time. And so, yeah, that's not something I ever wanted to do. But No, yeah. And it's just one of those deals where, and, and I successfully, for almost 30 plus years, I have uh, I have avoided that particular event. But this is one of those deals where, you know, a uh, friend for a long, long time. And, uh, and, you know, also, you know, have a chance to meet his family, which was something that he lived pretty far away from. And uh, they're moving him to this this very, very rural town in Tennessee called Pulaski, Tennessee, is where this particular uh, funeral is being held. And so uh, we were flying into Nashville and then driving like two and a half hours to get to this little uh, podunk town that he grew up in and where his family is and uh, and doing this whole event. And and the other side of it is one of the downsides to doing what we do for a, re, for a living uh, also asked to to give a speech. And so I am very hey, you guys a, can talk. I'm in a wilderness law. I'm like, you know, I'm oh, not, not only am I at a, an event that I've never I haven't been to since I was 11. I distinctly remember nobody speaking at my great grandfather's funeral. And so, uh, you know, trying to figure out what you have to do and, and, and to, to people you've never talked to before that, you know, know this this gentleman just as close. It's going to be a uh, interesting and uh, uncomfortable and very sad weekend. But you know what? Uh Sometimes we have to suck it up and do what we have to do to say goodbye to the people that meant so much to us, and that's yeah. exactly what's going to happen for me. So uh, that's going to be part of the excitement of Big J. I'll be in all by himself tomorrow, so you can tune in for that as well. But we should probably get started with some music on this very radio show because that's what people are tuning in for, not stories about funerals. And so we start things off with some Green Day. Long Views kicking things off here on the morning after with Nick and Big J on the X-Rocks. 
St. Luke says they made the move to eliminate barriers that prevent people from getting a vaccine. State announced on yes on Tuesday that people no longer need to live or work in Idaho to get a vaccine here, which is also very nice. So all this now means that anybody, regardless of where they live or where they work or in Idaho, uh, can actually get taken care of at St. Luke's without an appointment. Vaccine is administered at no cost as well. Patients should note that COVID-19 vaccination days and hours by site can change. Walk-ins are only accepted at the designated vaccine days and times, and scheduling is also still an option if that's better for you. You can do that by using my chart or calling 208-381-9500 to make an appointment, but you don't necessarily need one anymore, which is good. That means you're flowing things through here in Idaho. Uh, so hopefully you do that. Uh, Big J uh, feels much better because of it. Maybe it's a, it's a symptom, maybe it's not. But either way, congratulations, sir. Hope you're happy. Or maybe it's a Captain America serum. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure if we need another theory around our vaccinations, but I appreciate it. <laughs> Phoenix Suns clinched a playoff spot with a 109-101 win over the Clippers last night, making the playoffs for the first time in 11 years. Major turnaround for the Suns, who had a 19-63 record just two seasons ago. Don't forget that they also got the raw end of the stick when they uh, had the bubble last year. The Phoenix Suns went back into the bubble once the NBA started up and went undefeated. Did not lose a single game in that bubble, but still were not allowed to make the playoffs. Uh, but they're now 44-18 and 18 this year. They got the number two seed in the Western Conference. They've been playing ball like crazy. Uh, that Chris Paul edition has been huge for them. And congratulations to the Suns, man. I mean, they've been bad for a really long time. <laughs> the season's almost over. Yeah, there's like 10 games left. Crazy. Well done. Tonight is the first round of the NFL Draft, Big J. Yeah! The Carolina Panthers uh, traded quarterback Teddy Bridgewater to the Broncos on Wednesday. In exchange for a Sithron pick, they basically gave him away. Not only did they get nothing in return for Teddy Bridgewater, they're also playing, paying a bulk of his salary. That's the thing that I'll never understand. Uh, in the well, NFL, money to burn in the NFL. But with the salary cap, how you can say, yes, I will pay $7 million of his $10 million and get nothing in return. I mean, it's not like Teddy Bridgewater was god-awful and is like a cancer on the right. team. You know what I mean? It's really, really yeah. weird. Either way, uh, of course, they traded for Sam Darnold not too long ago. The Panthers did, so uh, and, he was expendable. And they still have, have a sixth pick? Yeah, yeah. And they still might take another quarterback. Listen, let's talk about that for just a second. Now, you're a 49ers fan. They traded away a lot for the number three pick. Uh, By all estimations, they're going to go after a quarterback, which I feel is really weird. Uh, Who do you think they're going to take? So, I I don't, man, I have no idea because, you know, all that talk in the beginning was Mac Jones, and then it went back to Justin Fields. And I have a crazy theory, but it doesn't make any sense. And that is that it's all been smoke and mirrors, especially what Coach Shanahan said a couple days ago about how, you know, he can't predict whether uh, Jimmy Garoppolo will be on the uh, the roster or even alive uh, on Sunday after the... A weird thing to say. It is a weird thing to say. And I almost, like, think that... Let's take Kyle Pitts and have a one-two amazing punch and then uh, they uh, maybe get uh, somebody down the road quarterback-wise. Uh, but that would be crazy. But there's no reason to have so much smoke and mirrors because nobody's going to take Kyle Pitts ahead of them. So Yeah, 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 yeah. So we're, we're take, they're taking a quarterback, and, and I think that this – the, the crazy fact is, is that they, they traded all this away to get the third pick, and they don't know who they're taking. I don't believe that at all. So. Yeah, no, no, no. There's, there's, there's certainly strategy. Well, here, listen, I'm going to go on the record, and this could end up like save this tape because it could be really, really uh, interesting in like five or six years. But I don't think that – I mean, there are teams – and we're talking about maybe four or five quarterbacks going in the top ten this year, which is crazy. I literally think there's a good quarterback in this draft. I like, I like I like Zach Wilson doing a lot. So. See, I don't. I mean, listen, I know he's an Idaho kid and all this kind of stuff. I just don't think he's got the resume. And I also don't forget that you know where these guys go plays a big part in that. And while I think that Jets defense is going to be much improved, I still don't think that Jets offensive line is any good. Nor do I think he's got a whole lot of people to throw to. And name a running back on the Jets. I mean, there's not a lot of weapons on that team. So regardless of where, I mean, I think he's Sam Darnold 2.0. 
a high draft pick that's not going to do anything because there's nothing around him. And so that's going to be the issue for Zach Wilson. I don't think it's necessarily their fault. I just don't feel there's going to be any quarterbacks in this draft that's going to make a huge impact on their team. Uh, even Trevor Lawrence has got issues. I mean, I think he's a hell of a talent, but man, I mean, that Jaguars team is god-awful. And you need to have some sort of building foundation in order to be a decent player in this league. And if you don't get that at least somewhat soon, then you are going to be considered a bust for period at the end. Now, listen, I've got I've got a, a checkered history in predicting things that are going to be good or bad for quarterbacks because sometimes I'm right and I famously was wrong about Peyton Manning because I, I was on the record for a long time saying I thought Peyton Manning was going to be a bust just because he was coming out of Tennessee and if you remember there were a couple of high draft picks out of Tennessee in the past before Peyton Manning that were huge busts. He Schuler comes to mind, and so there, yeah. there. That was a school that had some real struggles until Peyton Manning came through, and it's kind of the same with Ohio State. There hasn't been a really good Ohio State quarterback in a long time. Now Justin Fields may break that. I just don't think he will because I just don't think that there's a lot of, you know, I just don't think there's game changers there. I could be wrong, but I think there's a lot. There's going to be some quarterbacks that are we're forcing the shot really early on some of these quarterbacks just because it's of just the salary the way cap. It is, man. Yeah, it's the way it is. I mean, Sam Darnold was a top three pick literally three years ago. And the Jets are already moving on from him, and I don't think it's his fault. Now, I don't know how good or bad Sam Darnold could be because he's been on the Jets, and the Jets have been terrible. And I think Zach Wilson is going to be right in that same particular spot. But we'll see. Uh, Only time will tell, and uh, the play on the field will tell. But I think a lot of people are forcing the shots, including the 49ers, whoever they may pick at three if it happens to be a quarterback. And anybody else takes a quarterback in the first round, quite frankly. Although I will say this. I think Justin Fields is the second-best quarterback in this draft behind Trevor Lawrence. So we'll see what ends up happening. Either way, uh, it's happening tonight. You can watch the draft. Listen, there's 500 different ways you can watch the draft. Either way, that's the first round is happening tonight. Uh, no Taylor Momsen, Big J, but there will be a new Gossip Girl. The HBO Max people have decided to reboot Gossip Girl. It's set to premiere this summer. Uh, the same showrunners involved, Joshua Safran, that did the first round. And it's a whole new cast, with the exception of Kristen Bell, who is back to be the narrator for the particular show and the voice of the Gossip Girl, which she was in the first run of the That's CW weird. series. What? That they that would be the only thing that they'd be bring well, back. Well, don't forget that Gossip Girl was set in high school, and that was the big round. And so they're keeping that particular theme of the the show. And you know, no, you know, I don't think uh, uh, you know Taylor Momsen can play a high school student anymore. She's like thirty. So uh, she wears not enough clothing. They are going to reboot it. It's going to premiere this summer in July on HBO Max. If you're a fan of the show, it's coming back just in a whole different way. Tech and gaming. Big J's nerd alert on 100.3. The X rocks. Change is coming, Nick, to the NHL. Not only is the league leaving longtime U.S. broadcasting partner NBC Universal for ESPN and Turner Sports, it's also embracing streaming in a way it hasn't done before, and it's part of the seven-year, $200 million deal Turner owner Warner Media signed with the NHL. The company has secured streaming rights to 72 regular season games, including the league's annual outdoor winter classic game, starting with the 2021 22 season. Warner is now allowed to broadcast those games live on HBO Max. Oh, no. geez, nice. Yeah, in a conference call with reporters, Jeff Zucker, the chairman of Warner Media's News and Sports Operations, noted the company will focus first on developing NHL programming for TNT and TBS before turning its attention to HBO Max. Quote, we have the ability to put games there, but initial focus will be on Turner Networks. Uh, but uh, a lot of news is being made of, of this, and uh, that that's pretty interesting for that uh, particular streaming service. Hockey has its biggest problem over the last decade is that nobody has been able to watch it. Uh, Yeah, so they're trying to change that. Uh, And next here, Nick, uh, the ride-hailing app Uber launched a new feature on Wednesday in efforts to make renting a car less painful. While you've been able to rent a car through Uber for a while, the company announced on Wednesday that you can now book a rental car from Avis, Budget, Hertz, and dozens of other companies directly from your app and have the vehicle delivered to your home and picked up when you're done through the new valet feature. <laughs> I've always wondered how that, like, did you did you work for the company that picked you up? Which one was that? Somebody picks you up. Remember that, the, the advertising slogan? Enterprise, I think? Maybe, yeah. Did they, like, they send two cars out for every I, time they uh, drop them I don't off? remember that uh, particular thing. But they did do that. Like, it was a big deal yeah. where, like, we'll pick you up. Or maybe, like, they make you drop them off back at the you- <laughs> 
I know. It's a uh, <laughs> rental place. You feel hoity-toity when that happens. <laughs> yes, very much so. Uh, the, the appealing thing here is no rental car counters, no lines, no schlepping, according to the company. Adding, it's bringing the magic of Uber to the rental car experience. Uber Rent with Valet will be launching in Washington, D.C. in May with plans to expand nationwide later in the year. The company also provided more information about its partnership with Walgreens to help people get vaccinated. Uh, so starting Wednesday, you can reserve a vaccine and ride your appointment through Uber app. It's committed $10 million free or discounted rides to help members of underserved communities get their vaccine appointments. So that's cool. On the on the side, is, uh, at least as when the valet car service comes to mind, you're renting a car. Uh, good luck that with that, though, because uh, renting a car at this point is almost you're as likely to get a next-gen console. What do you as mean? renting a car. They're very difficult to, to get a hold of right now. It was not a problem at all for me to rent a car for Well, this you're very, very fortunate. Okay. Uh, all right. Going in here to the future, in fact, some people in Hawaii are renting U-Hauls because they can't get their hands on a car. Well, they got it in to do that. But yeah, okay. Uh, good advice from uh, Big J. And uh, you can check that out coming soon to an app near you. That's your Nerd Alert. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Technology, Big J, has finally caught up with your toothpaste, my friend. Oh, my. For years and years and years, you've often wondered. Mm-hmm. How much toothpaste am I leaving in that tube when I throw it away? Oh, we don't leave anything. My grandmother used to cut her toothpaste tube in half so that she could squeeze out the stuff that was on the bottom. That's not a lot. We have one of those uh, implements that you put at the bottom and then you squeeze it as you move along. Wait, uh, what is an implement? An implement? Like, what is it, though? I've never even, I don't think I've heard of this. Well, it's just like a, a, a small... Like a plastic thing that yeah. you push up? Okay. Yes. And then you connect to whatever tube of toothpaste you buy? Yeah. Well, throw that thing in the damn garbage, No, DJ. it works perfectly fine. It costs, like, cents. Because your days of getting your money's worth out of your toothpaste tube is coming soon. Liquid Glide is a chemical manufacturing company based in Massachusetts, and it is partnered up with Colgate to create a non-toxic, non-stick coating that can be applied to the inside of toothpaste packaging to eliminate friction between solids and liquids. And that means your toothpaste will slide effortlessly out rather than getting squeezed out slowly or having some sort of quote-unquote implement that you need to attach to your yeah. tube of toothpaste. Yeah, you know what happens here? Next thing it is, it's like super glue in Nick's hands. <laughs> One can only hope. Uh, which is still on my hands, but squeezed out everywhere. European customers can now try out the new coating with Colgate's new Elixir line. The line comes with a clear, recyclable plastic toothpaste package that allows products to be dispensed much more easily, and it's completely see-through so that you can totally tell that they're not BSing you. Now, no word when the Elixir products might come to the United States, but if you're budget conscious and you feel like, boy, I could get at least one or two more uses out of that tube of toothpaste. Uh, then your prayers have been answered, apparently. So get ready to get ready. And you don't have to buy anything else to attach to it, Big J. You just have to buy the toothpaste, and it should work just fine. First round of the NFL Draft is tonight on about 500 different ways you can watch it. ABC is broadcasting it, NFL Network, ESPN as well. So you have your choices, plus all the streaming options and different channels that you can watch on Twitch, etc., etc. So uh, check out the first round of the NFL Draft if you like. Congratulations to Eric Spolstra. He, the head coach of the Miami Heat, he got his 600th regular season win last night with a victory over the Spurs, 116-111. to He's now the 27th coach in NBA history with 600 wins and just the sixth to do so with one franchise. He's been the head coach of the Heat since 2008. Wide receiver Antonio Brown is heading back to the Super Bowl champions. The Buccaneers have agreed on a one-year $6.25 million deal with the wide receiver. Brown caught 45 passes, 483 yards, and four touchdowns in his eight games with the team last year. He also scored two postseason touchdowns, including one in the Super Bowl in their 39-9 win over the Chiefs. So he is coming back. Buccaneers doing everything they can to get the whole band back together. Uh, and they are spending some money in order to do so, and that's included with that. Uh, much like everybody else, Ewan McGregor is excited to revive the role of Obi-Wan Kenobi, even though the Star Wars movies he starred in were not well-received. The actor told The Hollywood Reporter that when the three prequels came out, quote, it was hard because everybody hated them and it was pretty <laughs> difficult. They were universally not liked. However, he's been training hard doing these monster two and a half hour sessions of sword fights and hand to hand stuff to get ready for the upcoming Disney Plus series Obi-Wan Kenobi. He told the outlet that, quote, I'm really excited about it, maybe more than the first ones because, well, I'm older. I just turned 50, so I'm in a much better mental place and physical place. McGregor also hinted that it's very possible 
that you could see him acting across from a young Luke Skywalker, Big J. We're talking it's time for a little bit of computer graphics. Or Sebastian Stan. Yay. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Uh, he also said it's going to look so much better because of the technology that they've been using that, you know, to be perfectly honest with you, as much as I hated the prequels, uh, all that digital stuff that Lucasfilm did was breaking ground so that they could develop some of the coolest and most amazing technology in order to make movies that you've ever seen. Yeah, he uh, he praised the realistic look of, uh, but he also said they're going to be working with a lot more practical stuff, too. So there's that. It's the it's the combination. I highly recommend if you have Disney Plus to go watch the gallery and uh, the Mandalorian stuff, especially the last couple of uh, episodes of that and how they developed that technology. How John Favreau was kind of taking the. Uh, the baton from George Lucas in when it comes to pushing technology and all the work that he's been doing with Disney to do some of this stuff. It's amazing. Uh, they have not started filming yet. They just started like completing some scripts. So we got a little while before we get some Obi-Wan Kenobi action, but it's going to be good when it comes. From 100.3, the X rocks. Y'all, a bunch of talented people. You've got a celebrity impression in your back pocket. All we're asking you to do is bust it out on the radio. It's your chance to get qualified for a trip for two to the Aftershock Music Festival in Sacramento, California. Featuring two separate headlining events from Metallica. That's going to be nuts. Limp Biscuit, Parkway Drive, they're all playing there on Thursday. That's like their pre-party event, which is crazy. And then like every rock band ever is going to be playing over the next three days after that too. So it is four full days of ridiculous music. If you think you got what it takes for a celebrity impression, now would be the time to get on the phone. 208-287-1003. Jay and I like the guest. We like to have a little bit of fun with it. Uh, and so we ask that you don't tell us going into it, but uh, we're not doing too bad when it comes to guessing. And that's more a testament to your talents than it is to us. Hello, The X. Hey, how's it going? We're hanging in there, man. What's your name? Dakota. All right, Dakota, you are our official contestant for Who Do You Do? We're asking not to tell us. Just bust out your impression. We'll see if we can't guess it. All right, perfect. Um, sorry, but it sounds like I'm young. I'm just getting the character. Okay. <clears throat> Do you remember who that is? Yeah, Big I have no idea. You don't know? <laughs> He's playing dumb. But yeah, uh, it's it's uh, the it's uh, motivational speaker from Chris Farley and SNL. Uh, Matt Foley, right? Yeah. Matt Foley. Congratulations, good job, man. Well done. Way to pull that one out, Dakota. You are officially in the running for our trip for two two aftershock. We are going to give that away here in a couple weeks. Uh, hang on one second. We'll get some information from you. Make sure you're good to go. And there you have it. It's that easy, kids. All you got to do is bust it out for Jason Drew today at 1230 and then Adam at 530 today if you want another chance and you could get qualified yourself with your celebrity impression. We have got your We're Going to Hell story. That's happening next on the X Rocks. On 100.3, the X Rocks. Lodi Township, Michigan is where we're going for today's We're Going to Hell story. You may not be familiar with that particular area of Michigan, totally understandable, but if I were to describe it to you in one word, I would say farmland. Do you know what I mean? Farmland. It's it's part of the more rural parts of Michigan. And so that means lots of wide open spaces, lots of people that own a lot of land, and that can also mean uh, one of our least favorite things, Big J, arguing with your neighbors. Nobody likes it. It's not fun, and when you get out to uh, to farmland in wide open spaces, one of the things that is the most common dispute between people are uh, property lines, you know? When you've got farmland out there, you're, where your property begins and ends is a very important thing because you could be building crops or you know farming things, whatever the case may be, and so it's an important argument, and we have a long-storied argument between two neighbors and property lines out there in Lodi Township. Wayne Lambarth is on the receiving end of this bad news because he had been arguing with his neighbor, who's a farmer for the last five years, he says, about you know where one person's property begins and the other person ends. And so Wayne uh, got into an argument with his neighbor, and it was an argument that Wayne eventually won. According to the city and the way things were drawn up, uh, he had a little bit more property than his neighbor had initially said that he did. And so Wayne was very happy. And so he was clear that, listen, this is where my property begins, and this is where yours ends. And uh, you're about, you know, 
10 to 15 feet over where you need to be. You need to dial it back a little bit, man. This is my property, you know? And his neighbor did not take too kindly to that, Big J. Uh, so much so that recently his neighbor uh, built a, well, poop wall uh, along the a border. A poop wall? Yeah, he's a, he's a dairy farmer, so he has a lot of cows, and cows produce a lot of poop, Big J. And so his neighbor was like, you know what? Fine, I'll let you win the dispute. He basically put what I, it looks like a wall that's probably three feet wide and probably two feet tall of just cow poop. And it goes for a while. And uh, and Wayne said normally for the last, I don't know, 15 years that I've lived there, they spread it out in the field. They use it as fertilizer for other things. But recently they decided to make a fence out of it. Uh, Lambarth's father developed his, the farm 100 years ago, but the property was divided, and then there was a dispute, dispute over the property line about five years ago. And that's when, about, about six months ago, is when the manure started to appear close to the house. According to his wife, Jaden, she says, Our neighbor just piled up a bunch of bleep over there, and it makes us really upset. Lambarth has tenants living in the house who are forced to deal with smelling the cow poop all day. According to the residents, quote, it's like you can't leave our window open. The whole house will smell like poop. <laughs> the people that live in the house have complained about the smell of the poop. When they call, when, when it, the, the neighbor that built the poop wall was reached for comment, he said, quote, it's not a poop wall. It's a compost fence. So he is digging a in. compost fence? He's digging in his heels. He also said that, quote, if his neighbor did, when he was told that his neighbor did not like the smell of the poop or that there was a compost fence next to his house, the farmer neighbor responded, quote, well, I don't like the price of milk and then hung up because he had to get back to work on his farm. So he's an angry old man, Big J. And he's not dedication, man. his poop wall. While the poop wall is a disgusting nuisance. Local officials say nothing can be done about it because he actually built the poop wall on his property. It's not on the neighbor's property at all. It's just the smell wafting over to the neighbor's property's house that's become an issue. And that would be maddening. And worse yet, Big J, it's not even the people that lives in the house's problem. You know what I mean? They're not starting this fight. It's the property owner. Can I offer up a countermeasure? Please. Some industrial-sized fans blowing it back over well i don't think it would bother the farmer because it, judging from the pictures that i've seen anyway he doesn't live anywhere near it do you know what i mean he just put this poop wall oh, there even, oh, to mess with the people because he's pissed about the property line dispute and so it, whether they had fans yes it may it may actually impact their smell which would be nice but it wouldn't it wouldn't uh draw the actual person who made the poop walls ire at all because he doesn't live anywhere near it so that sounds like hell on earth uh, would not be a fun place to live. I'll put it that way. So a reminder, Big J, get along with your neighbors, bro. Uh, to the best of your ability, anyway. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your we're going to hell story. In the news today. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. We've talked about ride sharing services earlier in the show. Let's talk about them again, Big J. Okay. They've been around for years. And Uber and Lyft are among the most popular rideshare services, and they've always claimed that they were the answer to easing traffic. But a new study from MIT shows that's actually the opposite. Scientists analyzed monthly data from metropolitan areas across the United States. Basically, they looked into every single city that has Uber and Lyft and where they've been since 2016, and they found... That if there's Uber or Lyft in your community, your traffic has increased by about 0.9%. Which in turn increased the time truck and stuck in traffic by about 4.5%. They also say the presence of rideshare apps in a city leads to about a 10 to 15% decrease in public transportation ridership. Meaning, people are using buses and things like that less... And they're calling Ubers more, which means more traffic, Big J. So what they have discovered is, contrary to popular belief, Uber and Lyft have led the traffic jams. They're one of the reasons why congestion is such a big deal in pretty much every city that they're around. 
Issue of traffic is made worse by the fact that more than 40% of rideshare drivers of any given time are what's called deadheading or driving their vehicle around without passengers. So there's also that. You know, don't forget that these Uber and Lyft drivers have to be out somewhere if they're going to pick you up, right? Yeah, they got to be out uh, patrolling. Right. And so that leads to additional traffic as well. And so the idea that it cuts down on things is not necessarily true. Now, listen, it raises the convenience. I feel like it's a good service, especially if you want to go out and have a good time. The benefits of Uber and Lyft are many. There's no doubt about it. The downside, however, is... Contrary to what they're saying, it does, in fact, increase traffic, which really isn't that difficult to believe if you look into the numbers like they've done. So, pluses and minuses, Big J, you understand? Pluses and minuses. Pros and cons. Everything's got them. Good and evil. Figure it out. The the NFL draft is the uh, first round, anyways, happening this evening. Big J, who are your 49ers taking at number three, in your opinion? I don't know. Well, who do you think? Nobody uh, knows until it happens. All the all the uh, talk is uh, Mac Jones, so I'm gonna go with Justin Fields. Doesn't sound like you're convinced either way. I, I think that they they, uh, they made a terrible mistake in giving away all the draft picks for you know this thing that they want to do so badly. I know you'd like to be wrong, but I feel like you're right. We'll see. Only time will tell, my Listen, friend. Listen, at least they're not going to do something dumb like have a, a, a Hall of Fame quarterback on their roster and then draft a first-round quarterback while he's still, you know, in the prime of his career. Although you could argue that was a big motivator for last season. <laughs> he didn't need that motivation. Uh, either way, uh, listen, I'm not a fan of the movie either. You're not going to hear me defending it. I just feel like uh, we'll see what they do this year. How about that? I'm just saying my team's dumb, but yours is dumber. <laughs> Well, we'll see how it all turns out in the wash. The Carolina Panthers traded quarterback Teddy Bridgewater to the Denver Broncos yesterday. They get a sixth-round pick in return, and the Broncos may end up picking a quarterback yet still, and so could the Panthers. I mean, it's a, it's a chaos is going to reign at the first round of the NBA NFL draft this year, that's for sure, so make sure you tune in. It's must-see TV. Good news, Bryce Harper's okay after catching a fastball to the damn face last night. By uh, St. Louis Cardinals reliever Genesis Cabrera, 97 miles per hour right to his cheek, Big J. Uh, He left the game in the sixth inning, uh, ended up getting a cut. He was bleeding pretty profusely, which is why he was yanked from the game. But he did post a video on social media later last night talking about how everything feels good. uh, CT scan came back. Everything was negative, so no broken bones. Thank goodness. It looked like it hit him right in the nose, and I'm like, how did he not shatter his nose? But looks like it got him in his cheek, and apparently he's got strong cheekbones because he's all right. Phillies ended up winning the game 5-3 to three last night as well. And a word of advice, Big J, if you are going to start a podcast, maybe Jeff Goldblum could be a part of it. That'd be nice. He has agreed to lend his voice to a Dungeons & Dragons podcast called Dark Dice. According to Deadline, uh, the star will basically uh, play the narrator for an upcoming season of the Improv Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Uh, it's a bunch of people that get together and play a game of Dungeons and Dragons, and Jeff Goldblum is going to be doing like the play-by-play, all scripted, of course, for Jeff's side of things. But uh, looks like it's going to be a uh, something that you could tune into if you are a fan of Dungeons and Dragons, and you want to watch people or I guess listen to people play the game. You certainly can do that. It probably makes it a little bit easier to listen to it if Jeff Goldblum's telling you what's happening, right? Yeah. As long as he talks about the chaos theory in the middle of it, I'm all for it. Morning after battery does grandmaster things. That'd be nice. Morning after when Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. Here's traffic. Pop culture smackdown in moments, but first TDS Fiber Traffic Center time brought to you by the Idaho Lottery. There's a crash on eastbound I-84 right after 10 Mile Road exit 42. Smackdown. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Yeah, and uh, we're going to get you some new music here. Typhoons comes out tomorrow, Nick. Royal Blood's new album. It's going to be awesome. We've already heard a few songs. Fantastic stuff. We'll get that code to you tomorrow. Uh, If you can beat me, Pop Culture, Smackdown. 208-287-1003 is the number that you need to call if you'd like to play a game. We call Pop Culture Smackdown. Going to have to know a little bit about sports today. Uh, Big J, you're going to have to know a lot about sports today in order to pull this oh, off. God. Uh, in honor of the NFL draft. Although, Ooh. to be perfectly honest, none of them surround the NFL. So there's your hint going into the pop culture smackdown today. Hello, the X. Top of the morning. Good morning, sir. What's your name? Tom. 
right, Tom, you're up first, Tom. Zion Williamson, Christian Leitner, Grant Hill, Kyrie Irving, all very high NBA draft picks that went to this prestigious North Carolina college. Duke. Yes. Right. Duke is 100% correct. Well done. Duke. Big J, Gene Tunney is not the only heavyweight championship to re- heavyweight champion in boxing to retire undefeated. This boxer also accomplished that feat. Floyd Mayweather. Wrong. Heavyweight champion. Oh, oh okay. Heavyweight champion. Muhammad Ali, I would guess. Wrong. Yeah, Muhammad Ali won. I don't, I don't know that much about boxing. Uh, Rocky Marciano. Right. Rocky Marciano. Marciano is the right answer. Congratulations there, my friend. You've got yourself the Royal Blood album coming your way. Uh, We'll save the other sports questions for next week for Big J. No, it's not. Uh, We will come back. We will happily do that with some headlines. That is next on the X Rocks. How does Treasure Valley Subaru celebrate grand opening with pre-owned vehicle stuff? It's time for headlines on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Headlines are brought to you by Team Mazda and the Pre-Owned Superstore. If you need yourself a car loan do-over, get online pre-approval with the iPreCheck button at GoTeamMazda.com. You know the one you hear about on the X all the time. Check it out for yourself at GoTeamMazda.com. Headlines are as follows. Take it easy. Hope you are happy and happy to see me. Take it easy. Paying baggage fees, unfortunately, is something that most people have come to terms with doing when it comes to flying, but not everybody has. And police in Las Vegas have arrested 53-year-old Andrew Greco. They did so on Friday after they say he threatened to blow up the Las Vegas airport and kill people because he was upset about having to pay extra money for his baggage fee. (laughs) Greco allegedly got very angry after Frontier Airlines' ticket agent told him that a baggie plan to check would cost 55 American dollars. She says the man used vulgar language and gave her the middle finger. The next day, Frontier Airlines got multiple threatening calls to its customer service center. A police report notes that the caller on some of the calls identified himself as Donald Hump. And he had an identical voice to the guy that was freaking out at the Las Vegas airport the day before. The caller also made similar complaints about the company and his luggage costs. He made numerous racial slurs and insults to workers at the call center, which is located in the Philippines, and then threatened to kill them all. Police say there was also non-specific threats to McCarran Airport during an interview with the FBI. Uh, he told authorities that he made the call centers to the call, to me made the calls to the call center to try and get his money back, and then wanted to scare them into a response. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't work. Just got him investigated and arrested by the FBI, and he is being held on multiple charges, including uh, communicating a bomb threat, which is a very serious one. Big J, you cannot say things. That's not funny. It's not a joke, and nobody thinks it is funny. Don't make those jokes. I don't know. All right, well, go ahead. Make them see what happens. No, I'm not going to make one. See what what do you think I am, an idiot? Well, Jeez. I don't know. It was a pretty weird line Somebody you just somewhere said. finds it funny. Oh, I see. Yes, uh, until they get arrested on it. Then it stops being funny, and everybody uh, doesn't understand the joke. Can't even make jokes course. anymore. Hope you are happy or happy to see me. Happy to see me? Customs agent at New York's JFK Airport stopped and arrested a man who tried to smuggle an entire chorus of singing birds in his pants. 36-year-old Kevin McKenzie had arrived from Guana and was caught with 35 live finches, each one hidden inside a hair curler and attached to his jacket and pants. He told authorities he would offer $3,000 to smuggle the songbirds into the country. He had already been paid $500 before getting on the plane and was promised arrest when he arrived. McKenzie was arrested and released on $25,000 bail. Prosecutors believe the birds were going to be used in singing competitions, which gamblers bet on which birds have the best voices. What? Hmm. Interesting. That's a thing? And people, and it happens in the United States? I, don't, I never heard of that. That's crazy. How do you know who wins? Do you, like, isolate the bird and say that's a good voice and that's a bad voice? I have no idea. And who are the judges? That's insane. Wrap it up with hope you are happy. Croc shares, Big J, soared to an all-time high on Tuesday. Should have stopped investing in, uh, you know, cryptocurrency and went with the the Croc shoes. I would never. Gross. Goosed by an upbeat sales forecast as the coronavirus has led to an epidemic of people lounging around the house. And so what's happened is... 
Crocs have gotten insanely popular. They're offensive to me. The famous ugly clogs, which have been called the an issue in the pandemic, are on track to increase revenue by an eye-popping 50% the last year, the company said on Tuesday. The bold forecast sent shares of the Colorado-based company surging 15%. Now, if you want to buy a single share of Crocs, Big J, it'll cost you almost $100. Good. Maybe people stop buying them. They're so expensive then. Well, no, that's the share of the stock. Oh, not the shoes itself. Crocs sales. Yeah, it costs more to buy stock of the company than it does to buy Crocs themselves. Crocs sales skyrocketed 64%. That company made $460 million in just the first quarter of this year, Big J. Wow. Uh, Profits were $98 million compared to just $11 million for the full year back in 2019. The company says sales in the second quarter are on track to increase by another 60 to 70% on top of that. So they are making money. And yes, Big J, you're right. They're gross. They're they're uh, they're offensive. They're they're disgusting. God, I'm so but, glad we agree on this. Oh my god, are they worth money? It's crazy. I don't understand. I mean, they must be. I've never tried them on. They have to be the most comfortable shoes ever. That's the, the only explanation I can come to. For me, it's more a battle of the generations, and my kids love it. And one of the re- the only reason they started wearing Crocs is because of that idiot Post Malone. Doesn't Tom Brady do stuff with Crocs too? Probably. Uh, either way, uh, apparently <laughs> they must be great because people are buying them hand over fist, and the company is making a ridiculous amount of money. <laughs> Morning after with Nick and Big J, and it's very nice to welcome on to the show Jeremy Matson. He is the president of Snake River Brothers, who are putting together a pretty big ride this weekend that can help out the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. And Jeremy, first of all, thanks for getting up early and being on the show this morning. We certainly appreciate that. Secondly, tell us a little story behind this. How did this get started? Why is this something that you are incredibly passionate about? You know, it, it was really kind of funny. I just got a, a strange phone call, and, you know, of course, like everybody else, I just let it go to voicemail, and they left me, you know, uh, a voicemail saying, you know, can you give us a call back? You know, kind of the trickle-down theory. I know this person that knows this person that really knows you quite well. <laughs> and they they know what we've done with, uh, you know, SRB, you know, Snake River Bros, um, with all the fundraising that we do. And, and they, they said, hey, you know, you've been nominated to be Man of the Year for the state of Idaho. As honored as it is, it's not all me, obviously. It takes a... A village to, to to make everything work but yeah just it's a 10-week uh, challenge to to uh, raise money for lls you know the cure of cancer uh yeah and uh, you know uh, the best way for uh, for you uh, to do that is do uh, one of these uh, one of these rides and uh, they, they always end up being a lot of fun uh, tell us a little about what's planned for uh this coming up ride cool well, well we put together a, a charity run it starts it, it is in jerome and i know i realize you're a boise radio station <laughs> but you know we just kind of wanted to get the word out on on what we're doing starts in jerome uh it, it's a it's a probably a hundred mile ride um afterwards we're gonna have a potato bar twenty dollars to get in ten dollars as a passenger if you don't ride it doesn't matter you can still donate um you can still come have a potato with us for five dollars if you're a non-rider just all the proceeds are going to the LLS Society. Yeah, and you you had mentioned it's a bit of a trek to get there to be a part of the ride that's coming up on Saturday. But if there's one thing I know about guys that like their motorcycles, they don't mind going on the road and uh, and taking a little bit of a drive to get to something, especially if it's for a good cause. And and that's one of the big things that Snake River Bros are all about is, is doing a lot of things for a lot of good people and good causes, right? Snake River Bros has been around for 20 years. Um, we've given away a lot of money. What we are is a 501c3 nonprofit. We raise money to help kids in need, whether it's to get to doctor's appointments, whether it's uh, we, we retrofitted a van for somebody in a wheelchair, for a child in a wheelchair. We've built ramps so they can get into houses. It's, it's, it's been, you know, you always get to that one point where you're like, I wonder what I can do to help the community. And if you're like me, you know, just a regular Joe Schmo that has a regular job, you don't have a lot of money to donate or anything like that but once you get into a group like this it is very quite amazing we've given away i would say close to half a million dollars in 20 years now awesome oh that is amazing and there's nothing better jeremy than than taking something that you love doing uh you know riding out uh in in the open with with your friends and your brothers and then also you know doing something great for the community i mean it's uh, just you know being able to you know combine those passions is just an awesome thing and it, it's a it's a great thing that you guys are doing and i would i would give my shirt off my back for my brothers and sisters 
now they are my family. That's awesome. That's what it's all about. Of course, the ride is happening this weekend. It's all benefiting the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. And Jeremy, if people want to donate, let's say, online, or they want to get more information, or they want to be a part of this, where's the best place they can go online to do that? You know, the best thing to do is probably just find me on Facebook. I've, I've posted a bright pink flyer. Um, it's got a QR code where you can scan it. I've also included my uh, my personal link into the LLS fundraiser. All that money goes strictly to LLS. There's there's no pocketing any money. It's all going to them. And you can also find that flyer and that link as well on the X's Facebook page, so you can take a look at that if you're looking to do something this weekend. But it, it doesn't get any better cause than what's going on this weekend. Uh, what time are kickstands up? What time does it all start? We're going to start signing up at 9 o'clock. Kickstands up at 10.30. Like I said, just a real short 100-mile ride. We're thinking if we start at 10.30, we'll be back to the potatoes at about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Fantastic. And the weather looks fantastic for this weekend as well. And, Jeremy, I know you and Snake River Bros have a bunch of stuff lined up for the summer. We're going to be chatting with you again about some concerts and other events, but hopefully this one goes great this weekend. And thanks for spending time with us, man. We appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. You're welcome. With Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. And brand new music time, Royal Blood. They've got an album coming out tomorrow called Typhoons. We'll set you up with a free code to digitally download that bad boy if uh, you can figure out bad impressions here this morning. 208-287-1003 is the number that you need to call if you'd like to play a little game called Bad Impressions, which works thusly. Big J has selected a celebrity. Somebody that has done something in his eyes deemed newsworthy. And then he has revolved three clues around that particular celebrity. If you can figure out who that celebrity is in three clues or less, doesn't take y'all three sometimes. You win this particular prize. You get a download directly to your email. You put in a code. Next thing you know, you're jamming to some new tunes on a Friday, which is a great way to kick off your weekend. Let's get ourselves a contestant. Hello, The X. Good morning. Good morning, man. You are up first. Good luck to you. During filming of a mega-huge franchise blockbuster movie, I employed robots to make sure the crew were COVID-19 compliant. All right, we're going. I got an idea. Let's have the next one. I got the need, the need for speed. And the last one? Don't make me jump up and down on a damn couch again. Hello? Uh, Tom Cruise. There you go. Yeah, good job. You put it all together. Good job. Hang on one second. We'll hook you up with that Royal Blood CD. Uh, of course, that second clue is about Tom Cruise's opiate, opiate addiction, I imagine, right? No, uh, about uh, the uh, the oh, movie Top yeah, Gun. Top Gun. Uh, but uh, there's an interesting story floating around there, and that is uh, some more of uh, Tom Cruise's heroics. This one been locked away for some time, Nick, uh, during the movie Cocktail. Do you remember Cocktail? 1988, Cocktail is a shoe. So Bill Bennett was a cameraman uh, on that uh, movie, and he is now a TV and commercial cinematographer. And he was sharing his story on a private Facebook group dedicated to stories for film and TV sets called Crew Stories. And he talked about how Tom Cruise saved Elizabeth Shue's life. Whoa, what? Yes. So uh, he was. what he was describing was the fact that they were doing helicopter shots on the beach there for the movie Cocktail. And the, the helicopter would land and then the, some of the crew would go over to look at the, uh, the shots to see if they need to reposition or do something different. Well, uh, while they were doing that, because it was a real brief time, they didn't, you know, shut down the helicopter and then back up again. They just let it go running. Well, the rear, t- uh, the rear rotor tail, tail rotors, you know, they're going so fast you can't see them. Right? Okay. Uh, and so Elizabeth Shue started walking towards those and nearly walked right into the tail rotor before Tom Cruise noticed what she was doing and lunged and dove to tackle her so that she wouldn't walk into it. I mean, it's an amazing story, but, like, how do you get that close to a helicopter without knowing, like, that's happening? Well, this, uh, and he explains that, too. He goes, this is before the time where, you know, safety meetings were mandated, you know, beforehand on all these sort of things. It's just, you know, one of those things. Now safety is prevalent. Back then it wasn't at all. And, uh, you know, um, current, uh, the current director, uh, I forget his name, uh, of the uh, Mission Impossible franchise, done a bunch of Christopher movies. Christopher McSomething. Yeah, McQuarrie. He, uh, he actually uh, went ahead and, and said, yeah, this story is 100% true. And just in this last movie uh, filming for Mission Impossible, Tom Cruise also saved some other dude's life from falling off of a train. 
Tom Cruise so, uh, is in the right place at the right time, yeah. baby. Uh, well, good for him. And uh, thankfully, uh, Elizabeth Shue's still around kicking, yeah. which is very, very yeah, good. Yeah, thank God. Uh, so Tom uh, Cruise can't spend time with his kids, but he can save people's lives. <laughs> Priorities. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your bad impression. We wrap up the show here next on the X-Rock. <laughs> Bring me the horizon and teardrops is how we're going to wrap up the old morning after with Nick and Big J for this Thursday. Got a nerd alert from Big J updating you on things in technology. Had a chance to warn you about poop fences that apparently could cause you some real issues if you're having an argument with a neighbor. And of course, we also got to chat up Jeremy from Snake River Bows about a cool little uh, ride happening this weekend to benefit Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. So good things abound on today's show. Pretty productive Thursday, if you ask me. That leaves you with the floor, Big J. Yeah, being a celebrity sometimes isn't all it's cracked up to be. You can't even have uh, a, a little bit of fun. Uh, Lord, remember Lord, the pop store? Uh, Royals, right? Yes. yes. Uh, she uh, had a, a, a secondary Instagram account, which uh, was solely for the purpose of um, uh, reviewing and judging onion rings around the world. I remember there was uh, news about that when she had started it. Yeah, and uh, it, you know she had to eventually take it down because everybody found out about it and that it was her uh, account. Well, so. well, why take it down? Because it was, it was something that she wanted to do in, uh, in uh, you know, um, autonom- autonomy, autonomously. That's a word. Anonymously. Sure. Uh, because, you know, once people find out that you're doing this, then they, they, offer, they want you to come there and offer you stuff. And she just was a real casual, fun thing that she wanted to do. Ruined. Well, listen, man. Ruined! If, if you want to do something privately and for fun, let me tell you one place you shouldn't do it. Social media. <laughs> because uh, that's the exact antithesis of what social well, media means. Well, it wasn't like she would. The only the, the thing that tipped it off is that she was following it. Big mistake. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When you're a celebrity and you only follow like seven things, people are going to figure out pretty quick what you're up to. Uh, but so. either way, uh, best onion ring you've ever had, Big J? Go. Burger King? For real? I mean, I don't. I don't really eat a bunch of onion rings. So you don't like onion rings? I, it's not my order. It's not my thing. I would. I would order a tot over an onion ring. Right, but the, you know, you don't have to have them fast food style. You can get them uh, any other place that you want to. I just never got. I've never got a fancy onion ring. To tell you that right now. That's for sure. Uh, how about we talk a little bit about something that you can win courtesy of Keystone Light. They're giving away two Polaris Sportsman 570 ATVs right here in the Treasure Valley. All you got to do is look for Keystone Displays, your favorite place, get some Keystone Light, text the keyword in, and boom, you are entered to win one of these two ATVs that are going to be given away very, very soon courtesy of Keystone Light. It's going to do it for us. Big J, we'll see you tomorrow. Jason Drew is up next. Have a good one. It's the X-Rocks.